This is Brain Diet, episode number 74. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Today, I am sharing with you an interview with Lauren Cash, who is a master certified life coach, and her business is all around time. She is a time coach. She teaches people how to use their time to create their goals. It is amazing. It is work that I have implemented myself into my life that has really facilitated my ability to create results and to achieve goals. So she is brilliant in what she does. And I'm so excited to be able to share that with you today. I also just wanted to insert as kind of a side note is we do mention some outside resources. We talk about the life coach school. We talk about self-coaching scholars, which are all in the same realm. She and I have actually both worked for the life coach school and I currently work in self-coaching scholars as a contracted coach. So if you hear us talk about those things, that's what we are referring to. But otherwise there is so much wisdom that she shares and I am immensely grateful for her time in sharing all of her brilliance and wisdom. So with that, please enjoy our conversation. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Welcome thank to you Brain so Diet. Much for, ah, the Brain Diet. <laughs> I'm so excited to be on here with you. Thanks for having me. Yes. I am thrilled to have you on here because I have personally learned so much from you both within the life coach school, but also what you do as a time coach. And I wanted to chat with you about what you do and why and and how to like offer bits of wisdom to our own calendars, right? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. So you are a time coach. Yeah. Tell me more about that and why. Yeah. So I'm master certified through the life coach school, as you know, but so your listeners know, and I love time and I've gone like, I've tried different niches or different ways of saying it, but I just keep coming back to time as the main construct that I like to sort of start working with people through. And I think it's because we all are, if we have a human mind and we're living in this world right now, this physical world, we're going to be thinking about this construct of time. We're living in that construct constantly. And if we're trying to create something new with our lives, which is what our clients are always trying to do, it'll just be different things of what they're intending to create. But I find no matter what you're working towards creating or how you want to change in your life, then you're going to come up against the mind's drama around this concept of time. So that's why I love working with time because I love to get the mind sort of, I like playing devil's advocate with the mind around the concept of time. Yes. I love that. And I think it's something that most people don't really think about until they are presented with something that they want to change. And it's something that they have to take into consideration as they approach that. Now you have talked before on your Instagram about paying off all your debt, mm -hmm. right? And I want to know, tell us a little bit about that and tell us how time management played into that? Yeah. So I had gone to two, I had gotten two graduate degrees. So at the end of all of it, and I also had put myself through undergrad. So at the end of all of it, I had multiple six figures in debt and I was heading into a career as an eating disorder dietitian. 
And I thought, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I also thought that I had to work as an eating disorder dietitian in like a uh, treatment center first before I could really become a private practice owner making how much I wanted to make. But I also thought that like at the highest level of being a dietitian, you could only really make, I don't know, around 100K and you had to do like for food service. And so I always thought that I, well, first of all, I didn't really understand what I was getting myself into when I took on all of that debt for school. And I think also our society just like tells us that you're just going to take on this debt, but you'll make it back in your career and this whole thing. But then coming out of those graduate degrees, I was in a position as an eating disorder dietitian, I think making like seven, 37K or something like that. And I could not believe how long it was going to take me to pay off this debt. So I knew I had to figure out not only how to you know cut back my expenses, but there's only a certain level you can, then I would have to figure out how to change my money mindset and really make a lot more money. And that then automatically, we're coming back around to your question about the time thing, like that's where a lot of people will find themselves coming against the time thing. Cause you're like, I only have a certain number of hours, certain number of days a week, I need to sleep. So then how am I gonna make more money? And if I don't wanna go back to school and get a whole, you know, a bunch of more degrees, like how am I going to do that? And so that's when I actually, I had been listening to the Life Coach School podcast for a while previous to that. And I knew for sure I wanted to join Scholars because um, Brooke had just launched that like six months prior. And then I finally told myself when I had finished grad school, I could go into that. So that's really the first thing I studied was like the money stuff in coaching. And that's what I started totally changing my whole mind story around was like this money thing, but then especially like money as it pertains to time. And even as I like change that whole thing in my business and I've had different circumstances over the last like four years since I've learned that it keeps being the thing that my mind wants to be like but the time right and I think that that is so common for a lot of people because we do think that time does equal money or that in order to get things done it requires more time and so that's where I like to I'd like to ask you when you have the phrase or the term rather time management, like what does management, what does managing your time mean to you? Yeah. So I don't, I don't love the term anymore and I'm trying to figure mm. out like why exactly I don't love it. And, um, you had sent me that question over before. So I was like pondering it, like why? Cause people keep saying that. And even like productivity coach, like some people call me a productivity coach and I'm like, well, I don't know if I would really call myself that. And I'm still trying to put my finger on like why it kind of bugs me. But when it comes to the time management part, I think it's because it makes me think that we have a finite number, like of resources kind of like money like you are going to get this amount of money in your paycheck for sure this month like we know that because you have the salary and that's what you're going to get unless you decide to take on some side gig or whatever that's the amount of money and now you need to allocate it or manage it in a way that's like almost like just math and dividing it up and it's very um i think it's like new newtonian and like very specific like that um but with time, it's so different because it's not like, yes, we have calendars that say 24 hours a day and we consider it seven days a week, but really time isn't that, um, 
that concrete that we use, even though we use calendars like that, and even though you and I had like a specific time that we came on, time is much more malleable and bendable. And so is money in a lot of ways, but I feel like time is even more so in some ways because there's not even like, we don't really use physical money anymore really either, but like time can be can feel so different depending on your energy, depending on the way in which you like go about doing something. And so like the example I like to use a lot of the times is like, think about the difference between like how five minutes feels like waiting in a waiting room of a basement, like waiting for your labs to get drawn, (laughs) like without any cell reception, this has happened to me in the past. So like, it was very like, and my cell phone wasn't working and I didn't bring a physical book with me. And so I was like very upset and it took, it felt like forever, but then like five minutes on, I don't know, let's say your second date with like somebody, things are going very well with and like hours go by like, so like faster than those five minutes in that basement it's so like our perception of time is very bendable and malleable and so managing to me is like very much like we're going to divvy it out and use math in order to manage time which I think it's helpful like I still have tools that are like that that I help my clients use because I think it helps get the brain on board around how do we look at time differently? And we still can kind of use some of the math, but at the same time, there are things beyond the math that we can do in order to feel better with our time and to create results kind of almost outside of the time continuum, if you will. Yeah. Well, and I would love if you could speak more to that because I think that makes sense specifically with that example, with that example, where we can understand that time really is more bendable than we realize. So how do you use that to your advantage? Like how could someone listening be like, okay, if that's true, what now? Well, I would even think about it. I don't know exactly, you know, what your message is with your clients around. But if you think about like, I was a dietitian, right? Like if you think about even food and your relationship with your body, and if you're wanting to have a different um, way in which you are in your body, (laughs) the way in which you can cultivate that and create that is really bendable outside of time because you're still like going to be eating probably relatively maybe around the same amount that you were maybe not maybe some of that will change as you repair your relationship with your body but let's say we're just going to compare a lunch to a lunch like it's not like even the time is going to change but there are so many other factors within the same amount of time that we can change that will change how you are in your body and even the way in which your body looks because you can change what you're eating how you're eating it how you're feeling when you're eating it how you're attuned to your hunger and fullness and like all these different factors that really then can change that outcome you're wanting without taking any additional time it's the same thing even like in our businesses like the way in which we decide like i don't know what guest podcasts we're on or not on like we could be doing the same exact thing in the same amount of time and it can be a very different experience and create very different results. I don't know yes. if that helps. I love that. No, that's for sure helpful. And I think that that being able to open up to that idea is what allows us to then implement it, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that there are elements of planning involved in what you teach. I think that using our prefrontal cortex to plan is a very useful way to achieve different results than perhaps we're currently getting. Mm-hmm. How do you approach planning your time? Yeah, so it's actually changed 
I guess, over the years too. <laughs> and I've been playing a lot with it as well. So I think a lot of people, especially a lot of my clients tend to be very perfectionistic, like rule following folks that are wanting to work on loosening that up. So a lot of them can take the like planning with the prefrontal cortex sort of thing as like the law and the only way. And then once they plan it with their prefrontal, when it does become time for that thing on a Tuesday at two, they must do it even if their body is ill, kind of like all costs, like willpower, power through it. And I'm definitely not on board with like to that extreme. So I think the difference really is between like that is like, where is that decision coming from to like follow through and do what you plan? Like, are you not doing what you planned against yourself just because you're having an urge or you're having some emotion that you're not wanting to feel or something like that or you're procrastinating or you're not turning in the thing because you're afraid it's not perfect or it won't get clients or you know it won't be good enough or are you not doing it because now you have new information that is going to inform what is best for you right now in the moment so I love planning ahead and I love having intention for things. I think that's so useful because a lot of people I've worked with do not have intention and they're just kind of at the effect of their life rather than deciding what they want on purpose and crafting a life around that. But then once you really mastered that and know you can trust yourself in that way, I think really playing with, can I also be flexible and malleable and have space even within the planning? Could I plan for space so that I then can engage within that time with maybe responding to something that somebody um, offered me or maybe I can like things that are not just you being reactive but you also like kind of conspiring with I like to say with the universe or God for what you want to create in the day are you even open and available for that like I've been playing with I don't know if you've heard maybe on my website or or not my website my podcast or on um, Instagram I've been playing with human design and with human design I'm a projector and for every uh, type, that's my type, every type has a strategy. And my strategy is to wait for the invitation. We'll first get recognition um, and then get an invitation from people. But I've been planning like my business and my life, I, last year especially, like was so packed that I couldn't even, like it wasn't even open energetically for any invitations to come in. So like last year, probably if you would have asked me to do a podcast, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm just too busy. I don't have enough time. It's a no. Or you might not have even felt like you could reach out last year because you were just like, I feel like Lauren has no space just by how I show up. And then now this year, I have a lot more space so that I could do podcasts and stuff like this. And you did like recognize me and, and invite me to do this. So I like making sure now that there's like space in my work time for a little bit more of that, waiting for the invitation and different types have different strategies, but all of them kind of have this like, need for spaciousness rather than us fully packing it in. So I like planning and then also having openness available in order to play with it, with whatever you're playing with. <laughs> yes. And I, I know that that is such a crucial part of, of what you offer in your message is this cultivating margin, right? Like mm -hmm. having this space. And mm -hmm. I can relate to this, especially because I have been very much in this perfectionistic mindset for, you know, most of my life. And mm -hmm. when I was exposed to coaching and exposed to 
you know, wanting to create new results for myself, wanting to build a business. I did approach it initially with the mindset of like, everything needs to be planned to the minute and I have to stick to it no matter what. And the rigidity and and intenseness with which I was living my life was really not worth it to me. And Mm -hmm. so to be able to be coached on this and be able to work through my own mind around this, I have really learned how flexible my schedule can be. But the reason behind that is because of my relationship with myself, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I have a plan of how things can go, Mm -hmm. but I know that I have young kids. I know that, you know, I could get sick. I know that there are variables in the world. I also know there are things that I want to make space for in case it happens, right? I don't know, wait around to be at the effect of my life, but I do want to have space. And so to be able to trust myself to say, okay, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, this is what I want to have accomplished. Here's when I'm going to tentatively plan it. And even if I don't get it done in that time, I completely trust myself to figure out how to get it done without having to stress myself out. Yeah, right? I love that so much. And that's so true because I think a lot of the people that come to me to first start working on this, maybe they've learned a digital time blocking way of doing this. That's a lot of like the tool that I teach that some people know me from. They come at it like you were just saying, like that super rigid way of living in it and it doesn't work for them and they think that then that just means they should just like completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. but I Mm -hmm. love like sort of a mix and match calendar situation now that I've been playing with and it comes back to though this do you trust yourself and a lot of folks don't when they first come to me and that's why they're sort of approaching it in the way that you described rather than being more flexible. Right. And I think that there is this mindset behind it of, I have to hustle now so I can rest later. Right. And so when you're approaching it that way, of course, it's like, you're never going to get there to where that rest space, that margin comes. And so to be able to utilize that now and to create that now is such a gift. And that's something that I personally am really learning and so benefiting from and enjoying to have space to relax now, as opposed to waiting for it to happen. Um, And I know that your podcast, The Ease of Hustle, right? That's Mm -hmm. its title. So I want to speak more to that because I think, especially in American culture, there is so much hustle mode. Like that Mm -hmm. is very much the way that we've been culturalized to operate, whether it's in weight loss, whether it's in any type of goal or just living life, it's always like, go, go, go. So how, how do you approach that type of mindset? Yeah, so I am much more about like, can we create a sustainable life and business? And I had tried to do sort of more of the hustly thing and totally burnt myself out, got a, uh, diagnosed with adrenal fatigue at the end of last year and was like, okay, we can't keep going like this. I don't like this. I need to change my entire like how I am being in life and in business in order to sustain this. Because we have so like I especially like you and I both are very young and we have so much time still available to us, which is so amazing. And even if folks listening don't have you know in their minds as much time as we do you still have so much more time than what you're thinking that you have so there's no reason ever to really like rush through everything and try to pack it all in because it's really not all of the collective like all of the packed in busy rushing things that are really going to get you the results that you want And that's the only reason why you're like rushing and like hustling to the point of like it's this frenzied 
packedness of packed craziness is because you're wanting not only the result of when you get there, really how you're going to feel when you are there at the end point of whatever that is. And your mind will probably keep moving that goalpost on you unless Always. you like make yeah. peace with where you are. Yep. Um, but you really want, what is that feeling? Like, when you have the margin, like how do you want to feel in your days when you're at the, you know, in the body that you want to be in feeling healthy or whatever, what, what is that feeling that you want to be feeling? How do you want to be thinking about yourself or whatever? And that's really like what we want now. So I'm all about like, how could we no longer need to hustle, but just have this ease in the pursuit of our desires of our goals or intentions or wherever we want to be in life and business. Yes. And to speak to the how much time we have, you know, whatever that means to each of us, whenever I've set goals and, you know, maybe they haven't happened the way that I thought or something has changed. I imagine I'm like, okay, you know, right now I'm 27 years old. I'm like, okay, so maybe my goal was for one year. So what if it takes three? I'm like, I would be 30. Yeah. <laughs> like I would be 30 years old if I, if it took even an extra two years to achieve this goal and to imagine like what the rest of my life has in store, I'm like, then why would I ever rush to this? And I think that it's crucial in any time management piece when we are coming from that space of, I will feel better when I get there. And that's such a, um, a common topic that is, is coached on, you know, both probably with your clients as well as like in scholars and all those things mm -hmm. where I think people really do believe that getting to a goal, getting to a new situation is going to make them feel a certain way. And mm -hmm. so to take your power back to say, I get to feel any way that I want based on how I'm thinking now, it really alleviates all of the pressure that we put ourselves under whenever we set a goal. Yeah. And so, there's no rush then to get that right, goal. Right. Then it it's can just so be this fun. fun game. Yeah. This fun yeah. game that we're creating and playing with and trying different things. And if that doesn't work, we can try something else and all the pressure is relieved. Yeah. It's much more experimental and lighthearted and easier. <laughs> and if you believe anything in like of like law of attraction at all or anything like that, it's going to also like bring that thing in towards you much quicker than if you're like trying to force it and push it. Right. Right. And so speaking, I want to circle back to your debt. Cause I don't know if you said it, maybe you did, but that you did pay off yeah. the multiple six figure debt in yeah. a year. How long did it take? It was, you? No, it was like two and a half years. I think something wow. like that, less than okay. three years for sure. Um, yeah. So I had exited grad school, 2017 had multiple six figure debt, um, had that 37 K salary. Then I ended up working for the life coach school for a couple of years. I was making a lot more money uh, not right away. Like I worked my way up in that company and then I was making a good amount of money, but I, it was interesting. Then as I entered master coach training, I continued to get coached. I was coached on this debt, like so much. Everyone was so annoyed. Like they wanted me to stop being coached. They were like, could you please just pay this off? So you'll stop talking about it because <laughs> we're tired of hearing you talk about it. But it was so interesting because I would, even though I was making a lot more money, I was kind of like delaying the paying off of it. And so that whole thing ended up being my master coach project. Like how does somebody who is now making more money, but not it's not just resolving their debt. How do they pay it off and what's going on for them and what's really the inner work and the mindset work that needs to happen and some strategy work, but like all of that to how does that happen then to pay it off? And that's 
the method that I used then to pay off my debt. Um, then last year, 2020, I think it was May 2020, I was thinking I was going to pay it off by September 2020, and then I realized I could pay it off much sooner. I was freaked out, like, writing the last check because I was like, I feel like I should have such a bigger cushion. But then it's so funny. As soon as I paid it off, then June of 2020 was the highest amount of money I'd ever made in my business ever right after I had paid it off and trusted that the money was going to come. Right. Like it's as soon as you do embody that future self is when you live into it. And I think yeah. what's so interesting about that is for you to say that you were delaying paying it off. Now I do want you to speak to that, but here's what comes to mind as you say that is, you know, when I'm coaching clients on their bodies and weight loss and emotional eating and all of those things, there is an element of self-sabotage. And my theory is that because your brain goes with you wherever you are in your weight, wherever you are in your life, there is an element of fear and unknown of, I don't know who I would be if I lose the weight. I don't know who I would be if I were to have all the debt paid off. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the person we have to get to know, right. We are so comfortable in our current identity that there is sometimes this like element of delaying or sabotaging or, or trying to maintain what's current as opposed to looking toward the future. And again, using that ability that we have to really think forward and imagine and start to embody what that future version of us is thinking and feeling. Yeah, totally. I yeah. love that. So what would you say has shifted in your mindset? Like, what do you feel now? What do you think now that you didn't in the past that has kind of come as you've lived into your future self and started to manage your time and make more money and all of the, all of the goals and results you've been wanting to create? I'm like so much like everything <laughs> I'm talking, I'm yeah, person. Uh, <laughs> I'm like everything is so different especially I would say so from like 2017 till last year I I had always been really good at like what we would call like managing my time I was super organized stuff like that but I had a lot of perfectionism that was holding me back so I wasn't creating as many results as I could have as quickly as I could have until I found more of the mindset coaching and a lot of the self-confidence work too, like the trusting yourself stuff that we've been talking about. So then that really helped me to become extremely effective like in work. So I would get stuff done super quickly. Like I would be known at like LCS, the life coach school, like on the staff is like, I get stuff done really quickly. I'm very effective, like all of that. I'm really good at with time and productivity and all that stuff. Um, but then I was so good at that, that then I kept doing that, but I would pack everything in and work a lot of hours though. So last year I was, I had stepped down already from working for the school. I was fully, all of last year, fully in my business. I did do some contracting work for them, teaching for them. But other than that, I was fully in my business and I just packed it in though. And so I, even though I'm very good with my time, like all of that time was utilized very well. I was just working way too many hours and I still was in too much of a rush to like accomplish certain financial goals. Like I was really still in that hustle hurrying energy more than I even realized then like while I was in it, I probably would have told you, no, like I'm not really, I'm not. But then when you ask me to like, could you only work 20 hours a week? And I, then I would freak out at you because then I would be like, no, but then I wouldn't be able to create like all these results and stuff like that. So I was still a little bit like hurried, rushed, 
not as much of busy energy as when I started all this work, but there was still, it was still there. And then my body started to tell me <laughs> that I was still there because I started like having issues with my body. I couldn't figure out what was happening with my body. And then I got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and my hormones were completely whacked and I was tired. I was getting really burnt out and I was starting to get pretty bitter too, which is like my not self theme in human design. And so that's really, yeah. But then this year I will tell you like now discovering that and really changing the way that I'm doing things and really working on being more than like my doing and it's starting to embody my human design and play with that and working insanely like less than I did last year. Now we're like, now the change is huge. Like I had dated my boyfriend for a year like last May um, and recently we decided to just be friends and he will tell you like I my energy has changed so much I work way less I'm so much calmer and like I'm not in a hurry anywhere anymore and that's so amazing yes I love that so I am sure there is a lot to this question but what does your process of planning your time look like yeah. When you sit down to do it, what does that look like for you? So now I I use a digital calendar. I'm right. really heavy on, I love digital calendars because you can have like a lot of reasons. One of them being you can have recurring things on your calendar. So I will sit down. It's changed a lot over the last few months, but usually it would be like a Friday afternoon. If I felt like it sometime on the weekend or a Monday morning, I will sit down with my, I use ClickUp for managing projects in my company. I'll sit down with ClickUp for what's coming up that week. Anything maybe I need to download from my mind that's like bothering me that I wanna get done, but usually anymore, it's either in ClickUp already or in my calendar already because throughout the day, like if I think of something that I wanna do, I will just pull out my phone and put it in like my planning time block at what it is. So then I like take all of that and then I decide based, I like move around a bunch of blocks that are already on there recurring. So like I have things that I always do like communication time where I'm slacking with my team, I'm doing my inbox, I'm checking our community app or stuff like that. Um, so I'll just like adjust those to where I want them to be. And then I will calendar out results that I want to create that week from ClickUp or from maybe something that I've downloaded. And it's really fast for me now, like the whole process that we teach in Monday Hour One, um, that's very similar to this process. Folks start out doing it like an hour long, but now for me, it's probably, I don't know, 15 minutes because I already have, and focus time. So we teach focus time, which is really like deep work. Cal Newport's book, Deep Work is really good. And it's about deep focused work where you're not distracted and you're really working on creating a result. So I usually have at least those planned out in my week too. And so I just plug in what result do I wanna create during that deep focus time when I'm planning my week. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed is I've started to plan is it started planning a week at a time, right? And then it started to extend into the future, right? Like months in the future to what results I want to create kind of longer term looking into that timeline. But it definitely took some practice to be able to look into the future. Cause I felt like in the moment it was much more just like, okay, what fires do I have to put out? Mine was the same where it's like when I would sit down to plan on Sunday, it would take me a full hour. It would be very not stressful, but kind of stressful. 
And to be able to, you know, develop that ability to plan out how I do things and then to look into the future has been really helpful in my goals, right? To be able to say, okay, not just what I want to do this week, how do I want to be showing up and what things do I want to have accomplished in the future? So how, like, how far do you look into Yeah. So whenever I have a project, something that's like multi-step, I always have like a different time block where I'm breaking that down and planning that out and putting it into my calendar than like the whole project during that planning session. So those things are already in my calendar when I come to like this week and I already know that that's there or it's in ClickUp if it's like a thing for a team that we're managing. So those can go a lot farther out than what my like weekly thing is. But usually like personally then, like there will be things, I don't know, in the next month or so that maybe if it's come to my mind that I want to plan, I'll just throw it on the calendar for the next month or whatever. But um, we do do a, a quarterly plan, an annual and a quarterly planning process in my company. So I guess we're, we do that. And then personally, I feel like a lot of things now, I used to plan more into the future, but a lot of things now are already just like how I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And so there's not as much planning anymore. Like they're could have been in the past. So really now it's just like work-based projects. Yes. And I like, as you say that, it it makes me think of, of the river of misery, right? Like becoming, like going through the planning being hard, the planning taking time and being willing to let it be hard until you can get to a point where you are just embodying that person. And a lot of it's automated, a lot of it's, you know, taking care of itself. I think Mm -hmm. that's been one of the most fun things for me as I've learned to plan my time and, and, and be intentional with it is that it has gotten easier because I've become more of a person that does think into the future, which I think is, is one of the best ways we can use our brain. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the more that we really start to create processes, not only for our business, but for our lives too, which is like intentionally creating, like, what are the steps to accomplish even like laundry? Like what is the process of laundry every week and how could we get that? So rinse and repeat funny, like rinsing laundry, (laughs) but like, how could we get it? So like rinse and repeat, like even the Amazon order for, you know, the soap flakes or whatever we use, like, how could we have that just like be a process that we do so that every week we're not like, wait, where are the underwear? When am I going to do laundry? I don't even know when we could do it like that. But at the same time, like that takes a lot of energy and stress then for like, when am I going to figure out laundry? And there are so many things in our lives like that, that we could create more processes that then decrease the cognitive load and create so much more freedom. We think that if we're going to plan more, that it's going to constrain us more and we're gonna, it's going to be too rigid. But really it opens up all the space then for our minds to be able to be way more creative in the things we care about. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's such a popular objection to planning is people are like, but, but if I, if I plan things, I'm not going to be able to live in the moment. I'm not going to be able to, you know, like they think somehow that it's going to hurt them in the long run, but to really see what can, what it can do for your brain, even just like planning food, planning your account, like whatever it is that you're planning, you know, you concentrate the mental energy to, to put it in place. And then it frees up your brain for the rest of the time. That's huge for me. Right. Because I think that it's literally physically exhausting when we are constantly in that put out fires mode in that like 
well, what is it that I'm going to eat? Okay. Well, how do I get, I have to get the laundry done. Where's the, all the underwear? Like to be in that space is, is exhausting. And you kind of live with like a, a higher vibration of energy because you're just exhausted by all the, yeah. all the things that aren't taken care of. <laughs> yeah. I've been really thinking about like, I haven't been as um, intentional about creating like a process or even a manual kind of for my own food lately. And so I've noticed that I've been like getting to the end of the day and I'm super hungry. And then I just like order takeout or whatever. And that isn't in alignment with my financial goals, let alone like my health goals. Like I can do it sometimes, that's fine, but I've been doing it more than I would like to. And so I'm like, you know what? I should really just put my dietitians in <laughs> to gear and like create like what is like the menu, mix and match menu options that I'm just gonna pick from. And what if I even create like a book for myself that like is even bound just in the kitchen that like I can just use. And like, here's the shopping list that we just refresh and we just check inventory like we would a kitchen or whatever so that it's so much easier and I'm not having to think through it every single time and then I end up super hungry at the end of the day yes and I think that that speaks to what you mentioned earlier about like not having to take more time to do things because if you do have those automated processes it it frees up more I mean not only more mental energy but more time mm -hmm. to be in alignment with your goals and so I think that that's mm -hmm. why planning and and really taking a look at your time is so important for anything in your life, like whatever it is that you want to do and create, I think it is so crucial. So tell us about your program and what it is that you offer within your business. Yeah, so I have an awesome self-study program that's called Cultivate Margin. It's kind of a self-study program. It's a course hybrid, it's a program course hybrid with live coaching. So right now in the form that we have it, <laughs> I just say that because I'm always changing things in my business Me for too. what works. <laughs> but in the current version, you join and you learn a 12-week framework for creating any goal that you desire. So as you're learning that though, I'm gonna really help you learn to trust yourself, manage your time, overcome perfectionism, all of that good stuff we've been talking about, automating things like your laundry, we talk about that too. Um, and that is then we also provide support for you as you're getting those modules, you get monthly coaching calls and we have this beautiful app, custom app off of social media. It was like a big deal for me to like, please let's have it off of social media because I'm teaching you how to not distract yourself and be on social media all the time. We need this off of social media. So we have a community app that's off of social media that you can type in and ask a coach question and get a response from a coach there on your time issue. And you can show your work from your work creating this goal in the 12-week framework, but you get lifetime access to it. So I really am teaching you this like quarterly framework to apply to any goal, but then you can keep doing it over and over and over again and continue to get coached by me and by the team coach and all of that in that program. Yeah. That's brilliant. And where can people find you? You can find me at vivere.co. So that's V-I-V-E-R-E.co or check out my podcast called These of Hustle. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much to Lauren for being on the podcast. It is so fun for me to be able to bring guests on this podcast to share with you because I think back to my journey in coaching and discovering coaches and discovering concepts and discovering different things that I loved. And currently this is still happening where you listen to one person and they talk to another person and it just spirals into this beautiful discovery of finding all of the people that you jive with that, that teach things that resonate with you. And so I hope that you have been able to learn something from her today and we'll follow her. She really is 
so brilliant with her coaching and her approach to time. So she mentioned where to find her on Instagram. And as always, if you are interested in working with me, the link to apply is in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.